the ambition and really thinking big in terms of the program and how that manifested in our latest cohort in, in 2021. Um, um, one of the ways was these kind of really fast pivots for hybrid and you know the winners of digital workplace of the year adobe really kind of um, encompassed that and showed how hybrid is not just some kind of compromise but it's a real opportunity because when i'm evaluating a particular user interface i'm looking for what was the business objective here what was the end user objective how much was the problem space explored? How much was the solution space explored? How much did they go into the strategy space? That sort of thing. And you could just tell that now the trend that I'm seeing is people paying attention to these things. So what do Adobe, DBS Bank, and Fidelity Investments all have in common? For the answer to that ponderable, you have to ask DWG. Much like the coveted EGOT in the American Entertainment Awards circuit. Adobe, DBS Bank, and Fidelity Investments are actually among the organizations that have won multiple awards in DWG's Digital Workplace of the Year Awards. Over the past two years, as one example, DBS Bank has topped the winner's circle across all three categories. Modern Intranet, Digital Workplace Leader of the Year in 2021, and Digital Workplace of the Year in 2020. Adobe and Fidelity Investments have also won multiple category awards since the inception of the program back in, oh gosh, 2017. And DWG's awards program just completed its fifth year, and the winners of the class of 2021 did nothing short of impressing our judges who completed a rigorous and thoughtful review of a rich set of entries. And the winners were announced as part of the December episode of DWG's Digital Workplace Live. And Elizabeth Marsh's Director of Research and Ash Aurora, who is Director of User Experience at Charles Schwab, both stopped by the Digital Workplace Impact Studio today for a fascinating and insightful chat about DWG's Digital Workplace of the Year Awards. Elizabeth and Ash, alongside yours truly and an esteemed panel of digital workplace leaders from Fidelity International, Intuit, and formerly Walls Fargo to judge this year's awards program. And I hope you'll join me now for insights into the winners, the trends, the learnings, and some sage advice from Elizabeth and Ash as DWG prepares to launch the 2022 awards program in late January. As always, happy listening. So, Elizabeth, I'm just so excited for us to have a chance to come together with Ash today to talk about the awards program that just successfully completed. We're taking a pause to reflect on some of the great insights, um, as well as to celebrate the winners. And um, it'll be wonderful to get some perspective from both you and Ash, not only with you as our director of research and the program manager for our awards program, but then Ash from a judging point of view. So welcome, Elizabeth. Thank you, Nancy. It's great to be here. 
And of course, I have to bring you in right away, Ash. We've known each other for quite a long time, and it was your first time stepping into our judging panel for the 2021 Digital Workplace of the Year Awards program. Before we dive into that, can you tell everyone a little bit about your role at Charles Schwab and why it appealed to you to join the judging panel this past year? Absolutely, Nancy. Um, First of all, it's lovely to be with each one of you. So thank you for the opportunity. Now, my role here at Schwab is to manage employee experience from a design lens. And my team's vision is to build a robust employee experience-driven culture that empowers employees to do their best work. And my background, Nancy, as you may recall, has been with both product and solution design for enterprises, but lately I've been focusing on employee experience fronts. And to be on the judging panel was quite appealing because it provided me an opportunity to bring in an experience design perspective to all the submissions and then discuss with the panel who had such a diverse and extensive background in digital workplace and internet solutions. So, and really kudos to Elizabeth, actually. I would play with Elizabeth anytime. You just did such an outstanding job, Elizabeth, on coordination, You know, leveraging a robust framework that you use to empower us to evaluate the submissions. And then of course, keeping us tracked But most importantly, Elizabeth, your deep listening to the qualitative assessments was really incredible because, you know, we're all passionate about this and we had a lot to say. So thank you. It's a real pleasure. I love those discussions that among the judges and seeing all of the comments. And as you say, Ash, all of those different perspectives uh, brought to the awards. Absolutely. And so, of course, Elizabeth, it was my first time joining the judging panel. I've certainly played a role behind the scenes in other aspects of the program, Uh, but uh, it was a treat for me as well to be able to step into the circle. And one of the things that was quite interesting to watch is how all the panelists who are part of the judging process really took in all the insights about what the roster of applicants brought forward. So it's just such a, I think, an interesting window into not only what our peers are up to, uh, but also the umbrella trends at an aggregate level. And that provides sort of ripe opportunity for us to really start to share learnings as well as the trends out of programs like this and share that across our wider community as well as Uh, within the DWG member circles. And so I know last summer you took the opportunity as we were kicking off the awards program to share the learnings and trends from the first four years of the awards program. Tell us a little bit about what were some of the most notable trends that you observed before we talk about the 2021 program. Sure. And it's it's exciting to have reached this, you know, this five year point in the awards where, as you say, you know, I, I kind of got ahead a bit with the, the, the four year learnings and shared those. And now we've, you know, we've seen this incredible um, kind of cohort of, uh, of entrants coming through from different kinds of organizations, different countries. Um, and there are some things that have really stood out to me. 
um, you know, we look at different aspects of the digital workplace program. So we're not just looking at the end result in terms of, you know, the functionality and features, but we also get beneath the bonnet to look at, you know, what's the strategy like? How's, how's the governance designed? What's the rationale behind this program? And one of the things that really strikes me that we see is this kind of clarity and simplicity in the strategies. And by that, I don't mean that they're simple um, or somehow lightweight, um, but they manage to articulate um, where they're going in, in a really clear and really simple way. And what we see every time in, in the winners is that behind that is a real kind of deep thinking and detailed research. I think Steve Jobs said simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. And we see that. I mean, just one example um, we saw a couple of years back with an entry from IAG, and they had this digital workplace strategy on a page and had managed to, you know, condense um, a lot of the aspects of uh, where they were going, the things that were important, the key principles for their program. Um, into that into that one slide. So there's something there in the strategy articulation about clarity and simplicity. And Elizabeth, what would you say were some of the bigger trends that you saw as part of the class of 2021? And of course, as added context, the reason we're talking about this now is that the winner's circle was announced only a few short weeks ago before the holidays. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, there are so many other things I could go into in those those five year trends, you know, quite apart from anything, the ambition and really thinking big in terms of the program and how that manifested in our latest cohort in, in 2021. Um, um, one of the ways was these kind of really fast pivots for hybrid and, you know, the winners of Digital Workplace of the Year, Adobe, really kind of um, encompassed that and showed how hybrid is not just some kind of compromise, but it's a real opportunity uh, for the organization. Um, and so they were really able to, you know, offer this exciting new kind of doorway into their digital workplace with, with their Adobe Life app, we saw, you know, other examples of, of organizations kind of making that fast pivot, you know, looking at how they could really take all of the resources, all of the things that they've done so far, um, and, you know, make that work in this kind of new new world of work that, that we're in. So that was one element. I think another thing that really stood out to me, because um, you know, also I'm very interested in the well-being aspects of the digital work workplace was that for some of the winners, there was a, a very strong well-being focus. Um, and, you know, one example, which was from from a company called Finning, um, where they had really championed the mental health of staff using the digital workplace and kind of expanded a focus that they have on physical safety to also include uh, psychological safety. So that was exciting. And, you know, another example, we saw an employee burnout dashboard from uh, Dom RF in, in Russia. So um, that was pretty exciting. And, and, you know, the well-being aspect has really come to the fore, uh, you know, in, with the ways that we're working. So, so that was very exciting. And perhaps the third thing I'd call out um, connected to that is the real big people focus. So we had the likes of 
for example, Fidelity Investments, really being able to leverage their deep understanding of their associates and being, you know, centered around their associates. Again, you know, John Lewis partnership in the UK, really partnering with employees around the intranet. Uh, so that kind of focus on people, you know, really bringing the well-being to the fore and then just, you know, kind of seizing the hybrid opportunity, I think were things that stood out in this last year. Fantastic. And of course, I have to bring you in, Ash. Um, not only were you part of the award ceremony in December, um, but you also had a window into the first four years of learnings that Elizabeth shared. And I'm really curious to hear what stood out for you, um, whether it was in terms of the trends or specific insights and, and why. Yeah, for me, Nancy, what was glaringly obvious was the employee experience theme. You know, we have talked about it for several years, all of us in the industry, but I'm just seeing that the tipping point has come. Um, I think we are now climbing the ladder of maturity in employee experience. And to Elizabeth's point, you know, you could see that on the real estate on the screen, how much the employees were front and center, that people angle that she brought up. You you know, because when I'm evaluating a particular user interface, I'm looking for what was the business objective here? What was the end user objective? How much was the problem space explored? How much was the solution space explored? How much did they go into the strategy space? That sort of thing. And you could just tell that now the trend that I'm seeing is people paying attention to these things. I think that's a, a great observation. And of course, um, one of the things that we also saw was that um, with governance as a prominent trend, it's it's a sign that we're moving from sort of the war room mentality that was very much in play as the pandemic started to really kick in and organizations had gone to, in many cases, remote work strategies, literally pivoting in a matter of a few weeks. And we're pushing lots of technology and solutions at people to enable them to work from home. And last year ended up being a big focus on governance to sort of pull back and put structure in place for the things that had been rolled out really quickly um, in order to support, uh, you know, business resiliency needs. I know that from from previous conversations, Ash, you've, you've talked about the global angle as well. Anything to add there? On the global angle, um, I think it was really about the, you know, for, for certain enterprises, how complex an internet can be because they have to now cater to a multilingual kind of like environment. So how would that impact, for example, personalization, um, you know, the different feeds that feed into the internet, how would they have to um, tackle that aspect? So the complexity becomes really high. And I was able to see this time that um, companies are up to that challenge. They're taking that on. Now, whether they are leveraging mature platforms for content management, that sort of thing, that's that's really great if they're doing that. But the, but the really crux is that they are actually taking that on and making a difference to their employees. Terrific. And so, Elizabeth, um, just in the spirit of exploring the, the trends and insights a bit further, I think it might be worth framing here 
a little bit about how the awards program changed this past year from previous years and maybe talk a little bit about some uh, examples in the winner's circle specifically and, and what stood out about the, the class of 2021? Mm, sure, Nancy. Well, of course, now this is, as I said, this has uh, been our fifth year of running the Digital Workplace of the Year Awards. And we decided to add an award this year to acknowledge uh, the best of modern intranets. And, you know, we felt that um, it was important to bring that to the fore. You know, in our industry, we periodically hear that the internet uh, is dead. And of course, we know it very much isn't. It's really that kind of beating heart at the center of the digital workplace and, and a really essential uh, sort of doorway into the wider digital workplace. And so we wanted to have the opportunity to um, celebrate that work um, um, because it's so important. And it was fantastic to see the level of entries in that category. And, you know, it was incredibly vibrant. And so, you know, we, we had to work quite hard to sort of whistle down um, uh, among uh, uh, the various entrants and, and you know, for the judges to, to kind of, you know, mark, you know, who was who was really worthy of the awards. And of course, the overall uh, modern intranet of the year was won by DBS, uh, DBS Bank in Singapore. And, and they embody, you know, a few of the things that we've talked about, and in particular, this employee led element and the focused on employee experience. Uh, I think one of the things that uh, the judges really liked there is that they really have embedded this idea of employee experience as underpinning um, customer experience and, and kind of really got that message of, you know, how, um, you know, their motto of making work joyful underpins their goal of making banking joyful. So, so, so much to you know, from within that uh, one entry. In some of the other areas, one of the ones I find interesting, and we often come back to strategy and governance, was that the Coca-Cola company actually won an award, a category award, in both um, areas. So in digital workplace, they won it uh, for their governance, and in modern internet, they won it for their strategy. And part of their win or their double win was about how they managed to really um, neatly articulate the internet strategy, but very strongly connect it uh, into the digital workplace strategy as well. And that's something that we sometimes see mess missing. So I think there's a really strong lesson in you know what they achieved with those with those two awards. And you know I think this idea that. Um we're seeing a coming of age for the digital workplace spurred in part by the pandemic, but also because um, now the digital workplace has its rightful place as a strategic asset inside of organizations. The art of telling the story seems to have matured very quickly. Quite a few member organizations inside of DWG's circle have really put a lot of time and energy around defining the strategy and the roadmap to get to the point on the horizon they're looking to achieve um, as part of um, the wider organizational strategy. And so I think it's refreshing to be able to see how crisp and compelling 
the stories are, whether it's from the likes of the Coca-Cola company or DBS Bank, um, not to mention, uh, you know, others uh, on the roster at this point. I don't want to steal your thunder, Elizabeth, in rounding out the, the winner's <laughs> circle for us. Well, and, you know, you saying that um, it's interesting to see um, some organizations come back and uh, win, you know, they might win a particular award one year and then come back and, and actually with a, with a different win. And it was interesting to see Fidelity Investments in 2020 winning for strategic vision and then returning in 2021 with a story of how they've been implementing that that vision um, to deliver an exceptional associate experience for which they won a, a category award. Um, and so to see that progression, and we've seen it in the past, for example, with American Express uh, winning for user engagement in one year and then returning and, and winning actually the overall award. So part of it is seeing that uh, pro progression um, across the years um, as well. Um, there's a few others I could call out and, and perhaps an interesting one this year and a slightly different entry was from DomRF, uh, a Russian financial development institution, um, taking a very innovative approach uh, to the digital workplace with quite extensive um, interactive dashboarding to support decision making for quite a wide range of roles. Um, as I mentioned, they have this AI empowered uh, employee burnout um, analysis, uh, a unified onboarding tool for recruits. So some, you know, a real data driven approach. Um, but, you know, thinking about um, how people need to perform, make decisions, the real health of the organization. So that was a very interesting one uh, to see. And so, Elizabeth, you've shared that there have been um, multi-year winners in the mix. And certainly we saw that for the Digital Workplace of the Year uh, winner, umbrella winner, as well as the Digital Workplace Leader of the Year. So tell us a little bit about those two uh, headliners. Yeah, well, DBS Bank uh, have really been uh, uh, sort of mopping up on different awards. So they won Digital Workplace uh, of, of the Year, of course, uh, as overall winners in 2020. Um, and uh, they've entered in uh, 2021 into the modern intranet of the year category and won there. And then, of course, we had Linda Lee uh, winning the Digital Workplace uh, of Leader of the Year in 2021. You know, I think, you know, looking at that story, uh, both with Linda Lee, uh, the work that she's led, you know, this is kind of a decade or more uh, a long story. And so, you know, with these award wins, they seem, you know, just uh, amazing what they've achieved, but it really is the fruit of a great deal of labor. And so when you see someone like Linda Lee, you know, w winning that award, it, it does feel very, very well deserved, I think. And also tell us about the Digital Workplace of the Year winner. Okay, yeah. So we had a, a win there from Adobe. Um, you know, I mentioned a little bit about this real fast pivot for hybrid and so uh, they came forward with um, a new and very exciting doorway to their digital workplace in the form of the adobe life um, app that was launched uh, march 2021 and i think one of the judges said you know this is a great example of seizing the moment of really recognizing a key inflection point and not just adapting but pivoting in order to to thrive and they've brought together a really comprehensive set of services, you know, including campus features such as space booking and wayfinding, 
uh, uh, sort of work anywhere features like news and podcasts, uh, return to the office uh, things for some people. And, you know, when we looked at that, uh, it really provides a new doorway to the digital workplace that complements their modern intranet inside Adobe, which already has that kind of powerful personalized experience. And, and under that, as often we see, really strong uh, governance framework to support that. So I think that was a great example. You know, while perhaps some organizations are just thinking, you know, what should we do about hybrid? And, and, and you know, Adobe just kind of went for it, which was which was exciting to see. That's for sure. And Ash, no doubt you had some interesting things that came to light for you. What would you say are the things that surprised you the most about either the applicant pool or the winner's circle as you step through the judging process? You know, there were four actually, you know, four Adobe, obviously, DBS, John Lewis Partnership and Coca-Cola. Um, Dom RF, let me get that one first. Let me speak to Dom.RF. Absolutely spot on, you know, Elizabeth's observations. I think they're really pushing the boundaries Um not just on the internet side of things, but really what that future of work could be. So very impressive, very well-deserved award on innovation. But going back to these four, um, you know, Adobe, Coca-Cola, John Lewis, and DBS Bank, I, as I was evaluating, I was so present to this quote from Mark Levy, who's a former head of a you know, employee experience at Airbnb and Allbirds. He said employee experiences about doing things with and for your employees, not to them. And that's really what came through for these. So kudos to this these companies that they actually co-created certain experiences with their employees. Otherwise, there's no way the kind of use cases they were highlighting and what we evaluated, they wouldn't have made it front and center. Fantastic. And um, Elizabeth, this is kind of an interesting time of the year. Uh, of course, DWG is moving into its 20th year. You mentioned that um, you've, we've just completed the fifth cycle for the awards program and had lots of great learnings to share as part of this conversation. Of course, I know that Many others will want to dive into the details about the wider set of category winners and learn more about um, the overall uh, winners as well. And when we put the show notes out about this podcast, we'll be sure to include links to uh, various articles that uh, you have published and shared uh, alongside other DWG team members on this topic. But... I also know that we're going to be gearing up for the 2022 awards program. And so um, I know there are some changes from last year to this. Can you tell us a little bit about the timeline? I can, yes. Um, so, well, one thing to mention as well, just before I do that, is that, you know, with these five years of, of insights, we, we, we are putting together um, a report which we'll be releasing uh, publicly uh, so that people can get a real deep dive into, uh, you know, what we've what we've learned from the winners, and we'll have voices from previous winners and from judges uh, within that. So that's something to uh, look out for. The twenty twenty two awards open on the twenty fourth of January, 
so there'll be lots of information on DWG's website uh, for that. Uh, those close on the 4th of April. So folks have got you know, a good couple of months to uh, put together their entries and uh, we'll be uh, presenting the awards online in June. Um, and very much part, as you say, Nancy, of that 20, 20 year celebration. Exciting year for us all within DWG. And um, I think it's an important mile marker for our industry circles as well. And so, um, Elizabeth, um, I know that um, uh, the pandemic was certainly a big theme influencing um, the, the roster of applicants this year and the stories they wanted to share. Are there any special themes that you anticipate uh, taking hold as part of the class of 2022? I think, you know, this this theme that's ongoing around hybrids, and of course we're about to publish research to members uh, around that, of getting beyond uh, the basics, of getting beyond, you know, just, how many days do we work here or or into something much more nuanced and and much more exciting in terms of that possibility area for for the future of work so i think i'm i'm looking forward to seeing a lot of creativity in that area from you know leading organizations and again in some ways this continuation of you know ash talked about this kind of coming of age in terms of employee experience and I'm really just excited to see what is going to come forth in, in the next round of, of, of entries. Um, so that's that's uh, going to be really interesting to see. Fantastic. And I'd love to get input from both of you as to your advice for aspiring applicants and winners in 2022. Maybe, Elizabeth, you can lead that off. Yeah, for sure. And we'll be publishing some more guidance. So I, one thing I would say, and I'm pretty sure Ash is going to underline this, is the judges have to score based on your entry. So you can have the best digital workplace or modern internet in the world. But if the award entry doesn't do it justice, then you know they, they can't score it as highly as it might deserve. So really think and make sure that entry uh, kind of reflects your your achievements and you know maybe think about the entry process um, uh, not as just perhaps a job to be done but really a chance to reflect to bring the team together to discuss celebrate the journey you know that you've come on so far and and tell us uh, about it um, uh, in in depth I should start where Elizabeth alluded earlier right in terms of that entry process, you want to empower the judges so that they can truly assess the submission objectively. So here are the things um, that will help. You know, first of all, clearly define that business and user objective, link the design back to those objectives, share why these were important, what value would these provide to your employees, Give us optics into the personas or user segments or the roles who are using them. What were their pain points? What were the opportunities that you addressed? The other thing is you wanted, you must actually tie back the usage and satisfaction metrics to the objectives. And on the lastly, what I would say is on the user engagement front from an evaluation perspective, 
perspective, it truly helps if you highlight what kind of testing did you do, what changed as a result of that testing. That really gives us optics into how robust your design thinking really was to publish the modern internet. Some great advice as well. And I'll throw uh, a bonus uh, piece of advice into the discussion. And that is to say, over the years, when I've talked to members, um, especially within DWG, um, there have been many that were hesitant about applying from the start because they were on a journey and didn't think that they had reached perfection in their digital workplace programs. And my advice to them was that the application process in and of itself um, can be a great source of learning. Um, So if you have an ambition to be part of um, this elite group of organizations um, that have achieved a level of success Share your story as it's unfolding, because you're never done with a digital workplace in whole or in part, whether it's at you know a modern intranet level or, or the wider ecosystem. But often what we'll find is that as organizations are telling their story, we can come away with some really interesting insights. And that has given rise to these special category awards that Elizabeth was talking about. So... You have organizations that are on the journey and come up as a game changer or are are cited for excellence around the employee experience or other practice areas. And those are stories that are worth sharing. And when you look at them in combination, um, those are the power of the digital workplace transformation story that we're watching unfold um, across our industry circles. So um, if you've got a story worth sharing, even if it's um, on specific aspects of the digital workplace, um, it's worth sharing it through this process. And um, we can share the learnings for the portfolio winners overall, as well as the category winners and enrich the conversation across our peer group. So we're close to the end of our time together. Ash and Elizabeth. So this is your window to share any final thoughts, reflections, advice as we wrap up. So Ash, let's start with you and then we'll go on to Elizabeth. Absolutely. You know, Nancy, for me, what I'm really looking forward to, we have just completed some of the research internally here in my parent organization. And there are themes which I had not suspected would come up, but the themes that emerge for us are, you know, connection and belonging, being part of digital communities, bringing diversity and inclusion more into the, not just the intranet, but as a daily kind of um, exchange. And well-being, um, I think well-being is now at a point where, you know, what are those boundaries? What are, how does it look like to have psychological safety? How do I reveal my authentic self versus the work persona in a hybrid setting? Those are the things I'm looking forward to actually this year. Um, How would digital workplace enable these new dynamics that uh, we haven't, you know, experienced before? So that's what I will be on the lookout for. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you uh, what I'm hearing a lot about as well is 
A, people talking about the importance of surfacing information that allows people to make decisions quickly um, and more accurately. So we're starting to see, uh, especially with the advent of um, Microsoft's new Viva Suite, discussions about business intelligence playing a role. So I'll be very curious to see how that runs into the applicant pool and also innovation. So lots of activity was focused on, you know, enabling people to work in large numbers from home. Then as return to work strategies were being put in place, regardless of whether there was pullback, um, you know, as we've hit these different variants, um, the idea is that uh, organizations need to be set up to to work dynamically from one week to the next, things can change. And so bringing innovation back into the mix as we emerge from pandemic to endemic is something that people are craving to see more of. So it'll be curious to see if that actually plays into the uh, live applications that we see. And so, Elizabeth, what else do you have to add on a final, final note? Well, these are such great points, and I, I think I want to pick up where 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 you were, Ash, around um, you know this this kind of inclusion and and belonging, and you know this is one of our actually going to be one of our research themes this year around how the digital workplace can really promote uh, a kind of accessibility and diversity, inclusion, and and kind of foster flourishing and well being for employees, and you know I think that's going to be so key. So one of the things I think that's quite exciting is to see actually also how um, people's roles within this industry are evolving as they take on these areas. And research that we published um, this year, which we'll shortly be releasing um, publicly as well, is around learnings that practitioners in the digital workplace industry can take from digital anthropology. So really you know, becoming kind of immersed in the employee uh, viewpoint, while of course keeping the organisational goals in mind, understanding those work styles and needs. You know, how have people been doing during the pandemic, and and what do we need to focus on now? So, I think you know, among other areas, that's that's something that I'm really excited to see more of. Fantastic, and I'm certainly hoping that as we share this podcast with both our members and our wider industry circles that we'll be able to include a link to um, Dr. L. Vargas's latest research on behalf of DWG about digital anthropology. And uh, we have a nice companion piece in the form of a podcast. Uh, We actually chatted earlier this week, as, uh, as it turns out. And so, Ash and Elizabeth, I'm just thrilled that we had a chance to dip into some insights about this five-year journey so far that has been the Digital Workplace of the Year Awards. We're equally excited about launching the 2022 awards program in the very near future and coming back to sharing the learnings around this continuing journey uh, that is the digital workplace. Uh, But in the meantime, thank you so much for joining me in the studio today for a fascinating chat. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you, Elizabeth. So appreciate your gesture. Thank you. Digital Workplace Impact is brought to you by the Digital Workplace Group. 
DWG is a strategic partner covering all aspects of the evolving digital workplace industry, not only through membership, but also benchmarking and boutique consulting services. For more information, visit digitalworkplacegroup.com.